everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trish Chat. My name is Steph, and I am here with Jess. Welcome back. Last week, we said that potentially this week we would talk about marathon, but we didn't want to. So we're talking about living in the deficit. It's a topic that has been top of mind for me and Jess for the last um, couple of weeks, and we thought we would record an episode on it. So what we mean by living in the deficit is um, living with a mentality where you continuously focus on shortcomings, either shortcomings um, of the things that you accomplish, shortcomings of yourself, shortcomings of your partner, shortcomings of your friends, shortcomings of situations, just constantly focus on the things that are lacking. Um, kind of like that. It, it also is like that grass is greener mentality where because you're focused on all the shortcomings that you experience, that you have, that your partner has, that your friends have, you sort of tell yourself this story that it, 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 it can be better when X happens or it will be better when something happens or someone else you know, has those things that you don't have or that your partner doesn't have. Um, and just to put it a little bit more concrete, um, this is a mentality that you can have, again, towards yourself, towards a situation, towards a partner, towards a friend. So um, we will talk a little bit more in terms of personal um, examples and, and, and stories um, of how we've uh, lived with that deficit mindset. Um, and so we'll get into that soon, but we first wanted to just touch upon like, what does it mean? And um, talk a little bit about how it happens. We've all either have experienced this or working through this. I think it is really difficult to live with a positive um, mindset or a mindset of gratitude all the time. And so I think it's very easy for us to fall into this, um, especially because of social media where everyone's kind of curating perfect. And so the things that you see um, on other people's profiles um, can very easily make you feel like you're not enough, can make you feel like this person has this and I don't have that. This person's partner has this and, you know, my partner and I don't have that. This person's parent has this and my parent doesn't have that. Um, so definitely living in a society that's so focused on social media, um, can contribute to this. Um, I think if you've also grown up with a parent who's constantly pointed out your shortcomings, it can lead you to have a deficit mindset where you're constantly focused on your shortcomings. So anything that you accomplish or any compliment that someone gives you, you constantly put it down or find the negative in it, but you also start looking for the shortcomings in other people. Um, and so you can't appreciate the good things that they bring. You're constantly looking at the negative and where someone just isn't enough or how you're not enough. And then um, I would say last but not least um, would be the societal pressures of always chasing the A, um, always chasing perfect or the win, and then always... Um, looking at something as if, if I didn't get that A, if I didn't get that praise, if it wasn't perfect, if I didn't get, you know, X amount of compliments or this type of compliment, or if I didn't win, then like it wasn't good enough and not necessarily focus on the gratitude and the learning of the experience. 
Yep. <laughs> I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, damn. Yeah. For sure. Specifically on the, you know, we, we reference a lot about our childhood and, you know, we are the way we are because of the way we were raised mm-hmm. and our experiences from a very young age. And so if you had parents or um, guardians who would constantly point out that your shortcomings, like you're, it, it's pretty much a guarantee that you are going to live your life that way, whether you know it or not. And I, I would, I would also say that some people had a parent who like constantly pointed that out because of trauma that maybe they didn't deal with that they passed on to their child. Mm-hmm. But I also just think about like the complexity of growing up as like a person of color and your parents constantly pointing out how you can be better because of, you know, the saying of like, you have to be twice as good mm-hmm. to get just as far as like your white peers. And so that pressure with like a parent's good intention mm-hmm. of like, I want you to go out there and I want you to always put your best, like always put your best foot forward, always like um, do things like as perfect as possible, work really, really hard, essentially of like, you need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that has good intentions behind it, but how that can always lead you to be like, how can I do this better? You know, how did I not do this right? What could I have done better here? What am I going to do like uh, better next time? And never really focusing on like, this was enough what I did, yeah. or this is how I, this is what I'm grateful for. And so then you you think that about yourself, but then you also start looking at that in other people and in situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so I really... That one just kind of stood out for me. For sure. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about like our own examples of how we've lived um, in the deficit. I want to make sure that it's concrete for our listeners because I think this idea of like living in the deficit can seem kind of abstract or like people can very easily be like, well, I don't have a negative mindset. So like this doesn't apply to me. And I just want to point out how it applies to all of us and how even... Um, Jess and I are by no means perfect, but I think in the past year we've we've done a lot of work to um, work on our traumas and to grow as people. And even through that, we've kind of lived in the deficit of like focusing on shortcomings, focusing on negatives, focusing on how something could have been better. And so this is even for the most aware of people I think this can impact all of us so one of my personal examples um with living in the deficit is that um it's when I'm producing any sort of work um you know in my last role when I was producing events um you know I'd spend months preparing to produce this this massive event and it was very complex and you know I was just very much about like my checklist and everything that needed to get done and you know once it happened um you know a lot of the times they were very successful and um the the people involved were very happy all my clients all all the city agencies everyone was happy and, and and um pleased with how it went but I couldn't help but end the event and focus on what didn't go right 
mm. or things that could have been better. Um, I would get people coming up to me and being like, congratulations, like this, this is great. And, you know, I don't deal well with like praise or someone giving me a compliment. And that's something I'm definitely working on. Mm -hmm. But when it was happening, I couldn't help but notice that um, my mind went to the things that, you know, the shortcomings mm -hmm. and the things that it lacked. Um, and so for me, it just, I've never been able to truly sit in a win mm -hmm. for me or something I've worked really hard for because I'm constantly just like, it has to, it could have been better. Mm -hmm. So I need to like think of ways of how it could have been better so it, I, it can be better the next time. Um, and so I, I think I really rob myself on the work that I do. Yeah. <clears throat> And it's something that I'm for sure more aware of and, and trying to be better about. Um, I just remember um, you coming home and me <coughs> asking you, hey, how was, how, was, how was the race? How was the event? And you'd be like, well, you know, this went wrong and that went wrong. And I'd be like, but you did it. Mm -hmm. Like, you did it. And like the stuff that went wrong, like, it's going to go wrong. Nothing's going to be perfect. Like, aren't you proud of yourself? Aren't you happy that you did this? It was the first time that you did it, you know? And I, I never saw you a, being able to be like, I'm so happy that I did this and I'm proud of myself for, for, you know, having tackled this. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, you were, you're the, <clears throat> the person that's kind of helped me see that. And it's helped me focus more on like being proud. Yeah. Now when I produce work, I'm like, I take a moment, I'm like, I am proud of myself and I, I will say it out loud so that that's part of yeah. my work. Yeah. Um, another example is like, it's kind of similar, but you know, it, it, it could be something like I want to go, I want to go play basketball. I want to go, you know, I want to go to my basketball game and I'll go and whatever and I'll come back and you'll ask me or somebody asked me and I'll be like, oh, yeah, we lost. Or we that lost. is how you started. You're like, we didn't win. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, I could have played better. You know, I could have had more points. I could have done this. I could have done that. But it's never like I had so much fun playing basketball because I, I do. I have fun doing it, but I just get stuck on like wanting this like perfect experience. Yep. And so we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's just like. I'm constantly chasing that and I'm never going to reach that because nothing will ever be perfect. There will always be room for improvement. But yep. if I continue living this way where every experience, I'm just focused on what could be better or what I, you know, the shortcomings, I'm literally going to stay in that state of mind where I will always be miserable with mm -hmm. what I'm doing. I'll never truly be happy mm -hmm. in doing that. And I'll, you know, I can't really live in the present that way. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of two examples that I have with like, and it's, that's literally how I think with everything. It sucks because, you know, I'll, I'll accomplish like really big things, but mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about what else I could do. Like, mm -hmm. so for example, another example is like moving out here. I was like, I want to break into the tech industry, mm -hmm. you know? I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but you know, I, I did it. I'm mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, but I need to do more. Like yep. I need to buy property and I need to 
you know, start a business. And I'm like, it's never, it's never enough for me. It's never enough. I'm not enough. And that's sad. That's sad to live that way. Um, and I, I don't think I ever realized I was living that way until, like you mentioned, we started really unpacking mm-hmm. our traumas and, 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 and being uncomfortable and really understanding who we are and the things that we enjoy and don't enjoy and really taking that all apart and trying to put it back together in a way that just because I've lived a certain way for so long doesn't mean that that is who I am anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, so important to just, like, recognize the type of mindset you actually have in order to take steps to move forward. Yep. What about you? What are some examples that you have? Um, So I would say, uh, like, my thoughts starting the day, like, I would, I would get up and if I let myself sleep in for 15, 20 minutes, I would get up and I'd be like, oh my God, I, not that I would like get up in a frenzy and like say this out loud, but these are the thoughts that roll through my mind. Like, oh my God, I am, I woke up 20 minutes later than I intended. That means that I have less time to get ready. That means that I'm going to have this, like this less time to do this, this less time to do that. Like my days, like think about cutting 20 minutes out of a whole day. It's not a lot. And you still have a whole day ahead of you. And so I would start my day already feeling like I didn't have enough time, already in a deficit. Instead of being like, I'm grateful that I got to sleep in for 20 minutes. Period. Yeah. Right? Like, I could relate to that for sure. Done. Um, and so I I recognize that I would get up and I would I would get to work or I would get to whatever I was going to do. And I constantly felt like the days were just moving by too fast. And like the days were controlling me and I wasn't like really enjoying the days. It's kind of like Monday passed, Tuesday passed, Wednesday passed. Like I just feel like the time's just passing and I'm just like trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, I'm also like telling myself a story every morning that I get up that like I don't have enough time. So I'm living in this like deficit that I've created instead of shifting my mentality. Now, there is a point where like if you're constantly waking up late to work, then you need to do better, you know, like that that would solve, you know, that that. But like if you have the privilege or like you don't have to be at work at a certain time um, or you can start your day whenever you want, then think about the thoughts that you tell yourself first thing in the morning of, if, of you know, if it's like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time for this. Or or if you're like, I have all these things to do and I'm not going to be able to get them all done like that. You're already starting your day in a deficit. Mm-hmm. How can you enjoy the day if you are already telling yourself negative things, things that you're not going to be able to do time that you don't have? Yeah, it already sets the tone for your whole day. Right. Um, and so I'm not going to say that I wake up every day and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for this. But I am more aware of when I wake up that way and I'm like, oh, I have 20, you know, I, I 20 less minutes or I have this or I have these many things to do where I'm just like, okay, Steph, why are you so stressed? You need to chill, take a step back, prioritize or, you know, you got to sleep an extra 20 minutes. Doesn't that feel just like coaching myself through shifting that mindset. So that's one of the ways in which I was living in the deficit. Um, I would say I also agree with Jess and, you know, the idea of always chasing the next thing. And and it's like, oh, you got a job at a tech company. And everyone's like, 
everyone's like, that's great. And you're like, yes. Okay. And so next what I need to do is uh, like, I need to get promoted once I get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I need to make this amount of money when I get there. Or, um, if someone's like, you know, you know, something like great, like gathering that you did. And you're like, yes. And so next time what I want to do is, you know, it's just like, you never allow yourself the moment to rejoice in something that you did, even if it wasn't perfect. And even if it was like shitty, like the fact that you tried and the fact that you did it. And this doesn't mean that you live a life where you're constantly settling Mm -hmm. and never trying to do better, but it does mean that you live a life where you take a moment to appreciate yourself, appreciate a moment, appreciate that something happened, appreciate um, an accomplishment and be proud of yourself. So I, I, I never allowed myself that before because I was constantly thinking about how I could do better um, or what the next thing was going to be. Um, and because I was constantly focused on the next thing, it, there was always a void, right? Like if I wanted this job, I got that job. Now what's the next thing that I want? And I never appreciated. I never congratulated myself on doing something that I said I was going to do. And it was always more of like, why haven't I done the next thing? How long is it going to take me to do the next thing? I need like pressure on doing the next thing. So I was unhappy. Yeah. I was unhappy. Um, The last example that I'll give is um, constantly focused on shortcomings um, in a partner. And for for me, it was in, in shortcomings in jest, but for... Um, anybody else that could be in a family member, in a friendship, et cetera. Before I go into this, I want to say that this in no way means that you should settle in relationships that you're in or allow someone to cross your boundaries or disrespect you in any way. Um, so what I mean by that is this will not apply to you if you are with someone romantically or have a friend or a family member that disrespects you crosses your boundaries where your system of values doesn't align. This in no way means overlook those things and just focus on the good and stay with them. That's a different story and this doesn't apply to you. This applies when your system of values aligns, you respect each other's boundaries and you uh, have added happiness from that relationship. That's where this applies. So back to what I was saying. Um, I think I spent some time where I was constantly focused on shortcomings um, from Jess. And I'll give a very concrete example of this where um, I love for the bed to be made. And what I would focus on when I got home was I would come in and I'd be like, Jess, you left dishes in the sink. You didn't make the bed. You you left your shoes off of the, the shoe rack. Just, you know, shit that isn't really important. Um, and I didn't, I, it, 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 it like I kind of robbed her of the moment of being like, hi, how was your day? I'm happy to see you. If that's how I felt that day. So happy to see you. I love the way your hair looks today. You know, focusing on like the gratitude of things or, or focusing on like, you know, the, the good things that Jess did do, whether that mean like sometimes Jess would get me flowers. Like, thank you so much for getting me these flowers. Thank you so much for making us dinner. Thank you so much for like buying me this random thing that I love. I love bubble gum. Thank you for buying me bubble gum and like just leaving it here for me randomly. Like I wouldn't focus on that stuff. I would focus on those few things. And I think it, it robbed Jess of the appreciation that she deserved, but it also robbed me of like, um, the added happiness that, that Jess was working so hard to 
provide that I was overlooking because I was constantly looking at shortcomings. Now I can only speak to me for me in that sense, but I don't know if, um, if that's something that you have ever dealt with. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. I think, I mean, we've been together for a long time, so <laughs> it's hard to kind of think back to like the things that initially were quote unquote shortcomings, um, in our relationship. But I, I do agree. And I, I will say that although, those things don't necessarily matter in the grand scheme of things. I think it's important to know that those things are important to you. And so I, I always shoot to um, meet you in those ways whenever I can. But you're right, like not f like focusing on those things that take away from, you know, our our initial happiness of, you know, reconnecting at the end of the day. Right, um, right. And I don't think that either of us knew how to express that right and and again this is where like boundaries come into place right if Jess were a complete slob never helped me around the house like or not helped me but like never partnered with me in taking care of our household um never like appreciated the things that I did in the household like then that would be different then there's nothing for me to overlook because it, it just are 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 like values and like the things that we prioritize don't align. But here it was like, just as my partner and household things, but there's just certain added things that I like, like having the bed being made, yeah. you know, having the shoes all being put on the, the shoe rack by the door, that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, if a shoe is not there, that's not really going to like change my day. If the bed is not made, that's not really going to do much. Um, for me, except if I just focus on the fact that the bed isn't being made and there were other things that Jess was doing that were so kind and so like nice um, that I overlooked because I was so focused on like, but she didn't make the bed, mm -hmm. but she didn't put the shoes up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same. I get in those modes sometimes too. And I'm like, you said you would put this you would shred this mail and it's like four <laughs> days later and you still haven't. And I'm like in that mode where I'm like cleaning everything and yeah. you're like, Oh no. <laughs> but if I, I noticed that like, if I didn't focus on that and I focus on the other things, like it was just, I wasn't in a bad mood about it. And mm -hmm. in the grand scheme, like it didn't matter. Like I could do that myself. If it, if it bothered me that much, I should just do it. That's mm -hmm. the way I see it mm -hmm. because it sh I shouldn't put that on you. Mm. So I think we both have experience with that and are yeah. much better. Yeah. And um, I think for me, like the impacts of me living in the deficit, whether it be on the way that I treated myself, the way that I treated you was that I had less, less happiness. Um, I wasn't as happy as I could have been because I was always focused on what I didn't have, what I needed to accomplish next, what wasn't happening for me what was lacking in, in certain situation in, in certain situations where like my needs were actually being met, but I was just constantly looking for like, what more can I get here? Right. Um, so I just wasn't as happy and I wasn't really satisfied. Yeah. Um, and I think that you've, you've pointed out something um, really important about like living in a deficit and like nothing ever being enough. Yeah. I think if, if you constantly live in that, and I mentioned it before, and in the way I see whenever I accomplish something and I'm always focused on that, the things that didn't work out, it's just nothing or anyone or anything will never be enough. Mm -hmm. 
which leads into just it's a constant chase. You're just kind of letting life pass you by, but you're chasing this like this thing that does not exist, this sense of perfection and excellence yeah. and just nothing will ever be perfect. And so it's kind of like you're chasing this un- this thing that it's just not it's not attainable. Um and so you're kind of stuck in when you, when you're stuck in that mindset, you're you're not really growing. Mm-hmm. You're you're not because you're not even you're for some people they're not even aware that they're doing that. I wasn't aware that like that's what I was doing. I just thought like I'm a perfectionist or like I just want to be the best. And although that is in fact what was happening, I wasn't aware that I was actually living in the deficit and that I focus more on the negative and the things that you know, the shortcomings rather than actually sitting in the present and reflecting on the good. And it kind of prevents you from taking agency in your, in your own life. Yeah. Where like, exactly. If I'm constantly sitting here and being like, well, I did this, but like what, you know, I need to do, I need to do this next. And it's just like not happening for me. Or like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to accomplish this within this amount of time. And like, it's just not happening for me or, um, my partner isn't doing X and Y and Z for me. It, it, it's sort of like everything's happening to you, right? Like mm-hmm. you did this, but like the next thing has to happen. Your partner isn't doing this for you. And at some point it's just kind of like, okay, one, take, take ownership of, of, of like your own happiness and gratitude instead of like constantly waiting to accomplish the next thing. Cause that's for me, that's what I was waiting for. I was constantly accomplishing things because I was waiting for that gratitude. Mm-hmm. Right. And in my head, there was like some, some grand thing that I needed to accomplish in order for me to reach like peak happiness or peak success. But I, I never really knew what that was. So I was constantly like, what's got to go to the next thing. Did this got to go to the next thing. Did this got to go to the next thing. But like, I never knew what the peak was because yeah. there wasn't ever going to be a peak. I just was going to keep going. And it was sort of like, I didn't have agency of my own life. I just had to keep accomplishing more things. Yeah. You, and, and sometimes you don't even, yeah, you don't even know why you're doing it. Right. You're just, you got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> which is, which kind of goes back to, you know, the, the, the center of what we, we talk about in a lot of our episodes and like showing yourself compassion, mm-hmm. you know, reflecting and showing yourself compassion because I think about, all right, I'm so hard on myself when it comes to me, but if my best friend came to me and told me about an event they planned or something they did, I would be so kind to them and like reflect on the amazingness that, you know, they just accomplished. Like that's what I would focus on. I wouldn't sit there and be like, well, did you do this? Or that could have been better or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and, and it's, it's kind of shitty that you, you, you treat yourself with less respect than you do others. Yeah. You know, and, but you, you never look at it that way because you just want to be respectful and kind, but you owe yourself the same amount of compassion that you give to your loved ones, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I thought that was worth noting here. Yeah. Um, so I w I want to, I want to end the episode with like talking about how we have, well, I shouldn't say have because we're still working through this, but like the ways in which we are working through um, not living in the deficit um, and ways that we would recommend for others. Um, 
do you want to start, Jess? Yeah, I think the first thing, and I mentioned before, is assessing if you are in fact living um, in the deficit. So sitting there and, and asking yourself, what is my mindset? Am I am I more focused on the things that I don't have, or am I more focused on the things that I do have? Kind of like the um, glass half empty, mm-hmm. glass half full mentality. Um, I think that's where you have to start to really understand what is the next step for you. Um, and, and, you know, kind of once you do that, um, it's just regardless of which one you're in, um, just kind of reminding yourself if you are living with gratitude, reminding yourself of the ways you can practice that. And if you're not looking at different ways in which you can practice that. So, um, I'll, I'll kind of mention a few and then I'll let stuff jump in here, but Um, something that I've started to incorporate into my life, um, whenever I can, and it sounds cheesy, but honestly, it, it, it truly just kind of switches the way I, I start my day and that's writing down what I'm grateful for, or at least thinking through it. Um, sometimes I exchange text messages with friends, uh, or staff and, and, and kind of sharing what I, in fact, I am grateful for. And, and, and that has helped me um, see things in a different light. So the other day, like when I, when I started doing this, you know, I am a four minute walk from work. That is one of the things I'm super grateful Mm -hmm. for. So you mentioned waking up late, you know, like if I do in fact wake up late, I am grateful that I only have to walk four minutes to work Mm -hmm. because it could be so much worse, Mm -hmm. especially out here in the Bay. Mm -hmm. Some people travel an hour and a half each way for work. Right. Um, I, I am grateful that I have a job. And I have a job where I can uh, bring in Baxter for the day, uh, our, our puppy, mm-hmm. where, you know, if if he's not out in, in puppy daycare, or, you know, doing other things like I can bring him in and my my employer will welcome that. And that that's that's a privilege that I have. And I'm also super grateful for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was grateful the other day that it was sunny. I live in a place that is very sunny all the time and like that impacts my mood. And I love that, you know, um, I was grateful that I had a cup of tea as soon as I, you know, I, I I work somewhere that offers that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like little things like that, where I kind of, I wrote those all out and it just made me like super positive, Mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the day. Um, and so, um, I, I think another one is, Along with writing down things you're grateful for and acknowledging those things, it's also super important to show that gratitude to the people that you love. Um, because I, I do believe that when you when you do that and when you acknowledge and, and you you see people, it's it's kind of contagious in the sense that they they will they will then start thinking about that and 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 be grateful themselves for whatever you're thanking them for. So like, I like thanking my friends for being awesome friends and for mm-hmm. showing up for me. I mentioned this a lot. It's like, that is so important to me. And, um, you know, whether it's, it's a friend or staff or family and just saying, you know, you know, I'll text my mom and be like, Hey mom, I love you. Like have a great day. Just cause I was thinking of her and like, I just want to show her that like I am thinking of her and that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's super important and it's something that I've done more of because I think that that 
it, it, it's a cycle that can change, you know, the way you start your day and also the way your, your mindset is. Yeah. Thank yourself too. Like I've started to thank myself for like when I work out or when I do something courageous or, you know, things that make me feel like, like they're allowing me to live my authentic self. I, I thank myself and I'm like, you know, thank you for like taking the time to live authentically. Thank you for taking the time to like take care of your body and get some exercise in because that, that impacts your mental health and that's important for you. So you don't only have to thank others. You can also thank yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would also think about like shifting your focus, um, and the questions that you ask yourself when you accomplish something. So Jess was talking about, um, her, you know, putting together an event and focusing on the things that went wrong. Maybe the next time that you get, um, a job or you, uh, you know, put together an event or whatever it may, whatever accomplishment it may be, instead of saying to yourself, oh man, like I wish I could have done, you know, this or, you know, for next time, maybe first ask yourself, what did I enjoy about this? Like, what, what am I proud of myself for when it comes to, you know, getting this job or putting together this event or putting together this, like whatever it may be, ask yourself that and take some time to focus on that so that you can, um, enjoy those things. I would also say we've been talking a lot about like small things. Like I, I like to remind myself because sometimes we can get very caught up in like, I'm going to celebrate when I get a promotion. I'm going to do this when we do this. I'm going to do this when, and you're waiting for like this big thing to happen. And I've started more and more to realize that when I think back at like my fond memories and the things that like make me feel really good, they haven't been big things that have happened. They've been small things that have happened. I told, I was telling Jess um, the other day that I'm beginning to realize um, how the, how the holidays, how I'm impacted by the holidays because I don't have a relationship with my family anymore and how um, getting a Christmas tree is really important and a way for me to like take care of my inner child because that was something that was so big for me was getting a Christmas tree. And one of the fondest memories that I have is when my parents bought um, these ornaments that, that, that could be decorated and they got things to decorate the ornaments. And like we had family members come over and everyone decorated the ornaments and then we decorated the tree with that. That was something very small. That was not anything big at all, but that's something very fond that I remember. And that like makes me feel warm and like happy when I think about that. So just when, when you're waiting for the next big thing or, or worried about the next big thing, take a step back and remind yourself that life is made up of small moments and try and focus on those small moments or create those small moments that you like. So for example, if if like something that calms you and that you love at the end of the day is having a cup of tea, maybe share a cup of tea with your friend and like talk about um, something that you're grateful for for that day or something that you're looking forward to tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? Like those small things. Um, going back to the idea that we can live in the deficit because of this um, very social media focused society that we live in. Um, 
if you're finding that being on social media is impacting your happiness because you're living in a deficit, because you're constantly focused on what you don't have, whether it be in looks, in material things, compared to like the people that you're following and the things that you're seeing, either take a break from social media and deactivate your, your you know, account or unfollow the accounts that make you feel shitty. Um, and it doesn't mean that those people that you unfollow are bad or that it's for, you know, personal reasons. Um, it just means that you don't want to compare yourself to, to people. Like if, if it's making you feel really shitty, then don't do it. There's a difference in like, you know, my goal is to buy a house someday. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to manifest and like, look at the different types of houses that I would want while I work for that. That's different than like, ah, oh, man, look at this person. They're 30 years old and they already have a house and like, they look so happy and I don't really feel that happy. And like, I don't have a house like that. That that's a very different thing. So if, if, if you're feeling like the latter, don't, don't put yourself in that situation. Like don't, don't, don't follow those people. It's not worth it. And also just like, don't compare yourself to those people. Like everyone has their own journey. And yeah. like going back to this, like focusing on what is in your life right now. And also asking, like, do you even want that? Like mm -hmm. why, you know, like those are some questions that you should be asking yourself. Um, Cause I think we get caught up in like what you were saying, those big moments, like I'll celebrate when this, or I'll be happy when I get married. I'll get be happy when I have kids. I'll be even happier when I have a house, when I'm X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's great. If that's in fact what you want, mm -hmm. Cause that's not what everyone wants mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be assumed of everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but you can also be happy without those things or on your journey towards those things. Yep. And just cause someone has it doesn't mean that they're better or worse than you are. Big things aren't going to necessarily contribute to your happiness. Like if you don't already have it. Right. Which is a whole other episode, which we'll definitely get into on happiness. Yes. yes. Um, and then the last two things that we'll leave you with is um, remove people from your life that live their life in the deficit. So <laughs> Jess had a friend that was like constantly living um, in the deficit. Everything that they mentioned was about how you know their life sucked or how this sucked or how they didn't have this or how they didn't have that and and I felt very drained whenever I was around this person to the point where I was like, Jess, if you're ever going to hang out with this person, like, I don't want to be there. Um, and I, I would prefer that they not be, um, in, around. in, in our, in our space, because I believe a lot in energy and that, that, that's a, that's a, that's like an energy drain mm -hmm. that I don't want near me. Um, and so if, if you're, if, if, if people in your life are constantly living in the deficit, they have this mindset where they're constantly focused on like what they don't have, how things could be better. And they aren't able to practice gratitude, appreciation, you know, consider limiting your interactions with those people. If you can, mm -hmm. um, consider removing those people from your life if you can, because that does have an impact on you. Oh, absolutely. That, that shit does. I mean, think about, you know, when you're around people that are just like hungry to like 
be successful and like go after things, you are going to have that same effect. So it, it happens with the opposite. Yeah. You're going to start that energy you're talking about. You're just going to start being down and, and focusing on, Oh, well, I don't have those things. And I, I just remember you calling that out with this person. And I think I didn't realize it because I was so used to it. And then once you said that, I was like, shit, they are this way. <laughs> and that's crazy like that I didn't realize that just because I was just like oh that's just the way they are but they were in fact living in the deficit yeah and last but not least is separating fact from fiction um and what we mean by that is oftentimes when we're living in the deficit we tell ourselves these stories that make it seem like we're never gonna get out of whatever situation we're in or like the situation that we're in is so bad so for example um, I'm going to use the example of like, if you, um, want to find romantic love, um, and you want to be partnered up with someone and you don't, and you, you want to feel companionship in that way. And sometimes we can tell ourselves like, well, you know, look at all these people that are married and I'm not married and I'm not married because I'm not pretty enough. I'm not married because, um, you know, I, I don't have the right job. I don't have the right look. I don't have the right weight. Um, and I think just asking yourself, like, what part of this is a story that I'm telling myself that isn't really true? Like, what's fact here? Yeah. Um, and realizing where it is that you are truly living in a deficit where it's like, yes, perhaps you you do want that romantic love and you want marriage and you don't have that yet, but like, what do you have that you can be grateful for? What do you love about yourself that you think would be a great asset for you to bring to a romantic partnership that you can develop instead of just constantly living in like, I don't have a romantic partner. I don't have this, you know, like my life will be better once I'm married. Right. My life will be more full once I'm married. Not like, how is my life full right now? Right. You know? You know, in what ways do I really love myself and show myself that love? So important. That all lives within. Yeah. Until you have that and be in your until you're whole within. Yeah. None of that is gonna matter. Yeah. For sure. We hope that this episode was helpful, eye opening, <laughs> impactful. Yes. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, and, you know, just know, as always, all of this is is obviously a lot of work. But I think it's super important to ask yourself all these questions that we talked through and and really practice gratitude. You know, enjoy enjoy life for for what for what it is and what you have. Um, I think if you truly put in the work here, you will see a change in the way you think about things and the way you see life. So. I hope uh, I hope you'll take some of these tips and uh, try them out. Yes. Till next time. Bye. Peace.